Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls for 420 2023. This is the Comics Pals show where we review four or so of the week's biggest comics. I am your host, Sean, joined by Kale. What's up, hot dogs? And Tyler. Hi. No Marco this week. He is recovering from his stay at Coachella. <laughs> he he did his 420 celebrations a little early than everybody else. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. And so he is on the mend. But we've got you covered anyway. We're going to be talking this week about three Marvels and a DC, which Great show. generally speaking... <laughs> Generally speaking, is about how I like it. Um, yeah, you're more yeah, normal like guy. Yeah, that's true. that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll see if that we'll see if that remains the case this week. But um, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-four, which I don't have a physical copy for. I don't know if it's because uh, I forgot to get it. Or Midtown didn't have it, and that's why you know I, I didn't it didn't pop up on my radar. But I don't have a physical copy, so yeah. can't show that off. It's the start of the festivities early. No, no. Um, <laughs> Nightcrawlers number three. We are at the penultimate issue of Sins of Sinister. We've still got one more to go, but this is uh, this is going to be. Let's just say. Before I get into the review, I'm I'm so glad we're at the end. Um, mm. Avengers Assemble Omega, which won the listener poll this week. This is a massive, massive end to Jason Aaron's run on the Avengers. We'll get into that. And then uh, Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, number one. Oh, got that cake cover. I got the cheesecake cover. Who did this? Who's this? Let me That's see. That's a joke. Can... is baby. Oh, it is. Yes, you are absolutely right. So, if you want to know which cover I'm holding, and you're listening to this on podcast platform, go look up the Joe Canona's variant, and then you will probably go ahead and buy it yourself. Let's talk Amazing Spider-Man right out the gate. Amazing Spider-Man 24. This is probably the most controversial book on the stands right now so controversial that marvel is warning writer zeb wells uh not to not to uh go on the internet which uh have they that's done that before great. have they had to think, give that warning yeah i think i think they had to learn some lessons fair fair yeah yeah. Uh so not a good thing. Uh but he's joined by uh John Romita Jr. on the pencils, Scott Hanna on inks, and Marcio Menez on the colors. This is a you know very direct follow-up to the last issue. Peter's back at the uh FF um you know location and stealing again because he is now on the side of Norman Osborn as they are working to send Peter back into this other world to rescue Mary Jane and uh and uh stop Paul from getting to Mary Jane before Peter does. What did you guys feel about this one? I've come to a frightening realization. Please share. This might be my pick of the week. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's and go. It's, it's not because I liked it. Oh okay. <laughs> I for I don't know. There was nothing here that particularly surprised me. Murphy put a uh, 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 a TikTok in the uh, I think it was the meme channel in the Discord, and this dude lays out the whole issue. Um, so I'd already read it without reading. <laughs> I think I mean there's one thing that I always know is going to happen, and you know when you have the this R team on it, is that the most horrifying thing. Is going to be displayed in this comic book, and that's uh, JRJR children. Um, <laughs> they are oddly proportioned. Uh, their mm. heads should not be able to the support the neck should not be able to support the head. Um, it so takes round. me out, but thankfully there was only one page of that. Um, outside of that, yeah, I enjoyed it. it. It is kind of being a little predictable. I feel like this story is being stretched out a little too long. 
Um, especially when you have that looming, what is it? The, is it 25 that's going to be the big one? Is it? Is it 20, 26? 26? Uh, I think it's whatever. 26. But but knowing that like there's this big thing that's about to happen that's going to, you know, like uh uh surprise people, shock people, piss people off. And we're just kind of uh paddling our way there. Um that's been a bit annoying, but it, it's fine. It's fine. This is just standard Spider-Man fare for me. I don't feel like this should have been an issue. I this feels an like a beat rather than an issue. Yeah. 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 I agree. Wow. I, you know what? I was hooked and I am hooked. I loved this issue. I thought it was awesome because it's sticking, it's sticking, it's keeping us so in the moment of what is happening with Peter as he's on this mission, which I'm really enjoying. Um, You know, he goes back to the Fantastic Four, and I'm not sure if Zeb Wells was trying to address what he might have thought the criticism of this uh, of the prior issue would be where he meets up with Cap and they get into an altercation and he meets up with the FF and they get into an altercation. Uh, and this issue, Spider-Man is kind of like, reads like, hey, you know, why are you stealing that? You could just ask. And then Peter's like, okay, can I have it? And reads like, no, it's dangerous. And he's like, exactly. And I thought that that was a way to address the critique of everybody saying, well, why isn't Peter just talking it out well he can't because no one's gonna allow him to do what he needs to do um and i feel like that's a choice that peter is often confronted by i don't i don't know i don't feel like it's a new thing i feel like it's a pretty common peter parker story and i i'm enjoying the way that zeb wells is playing it i really am for me this is more just the jrjr joint um i love ramita jr um, it is he is up there with like for me like top three most iconic Spider-Man artists. Um, mm. So honestly, you could give me you can give me like uh, like filler issues, and if it's drawn by JRJR, I will enjoy it to an extent. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's see where this goes. I, I did I did kind of laugh, and you know I'm I'm talking how much I love JRJR, but the, the first shot of the suit that Norman builds looks like the most uncomfortable, unwieldy thing I've ever, like yeah. it even looked more <laughs> less modular than an Iron Man suit. It looked worse than like medieval suits of armor. It looked unwearable. It looked like it's an horrible. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, absolutely horrible. I thought it was great. You know, like, yep, but, like there's something charming but, about Ramita's art that it is never practical. Yeah. It never is pretty either. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and it's just so no. comic book. Nor nor does he feel the need to be consistent because at the end yeah. of the book, this suit of armor also basically just looks like Peter's costume. <laughs> Essentially. He's yeah. wearing like a, a spider sweater over his normal costume. Bill, you wear a spider sweater if, if given the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what, I, what I love is that this feels so um, – it's soap opera-y. And it it feels quick. Like I love the quickness of it. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm just locked in. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I've enjoyed every single issue of this run. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the quickness you mentioned because I agree. What is happening in the book is frenetic. Uh, yeah. it, it is there to make you feel what Peter's feeling. Like all right, there's, there's a clock ticking, and he's got to do right. it. But at the same time, I feel like in terms of plot points, it is it is slow. It is both frenetic and slow at the same time. Because we've had, what, three issues now where he's trying to run and get things done to go back in time or, or into this other reality or universe or whatever. So in terms of the actual book, it, I feel like it is a little slow. Well, he got knocked out two issues ago. So he spent one issue not there trying to get back and then he gets back in this one maybe i, I, I feel, feel like, like that's reasonable just need one but that's fine um yeah th this was my pick of the week I, you know i i'm really enjoying this book i think the ramita art is exactly what you expect it to be you either like it or you don't i don't have anything huge to say about it to be honest i just enjoy it um do not buy this if you don't like john ramita and do not buy this if you don't like controversial Spider-Man stories. Because there's no reason for you to hate read a book. 
Like, if you're going to read this comic book and go, I can't stand either one of these two idiots, then just don't even bother. Leave it alone. There's no reason to go to hate Zeb Wells or hate Ramita. Just relax. Just don't buy it. It's fine. It's fine. But if you like it like I do, then great. What's controversial? Don't with your wallet. Right. Yeah, what, here, I don't know, nothing. I don't see anything that's controversial. It's just a Spider-Man story. Like, yeah, I know Mary Jane has kids, apparently, because she's in this time-diluted um, alternate reality, and she's with another guy. Like, give it two years. That won't exist anymore, you know? <laughs> and the other thing is we don't even know what happens yet. Yeah. 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 Like... <laughs> It's just a story. Like, let it play out. I don't know. But but, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite today because I will 100% admit that when it comes to Superior Spider-Man, I did not let the story play out. I jumped ship. I couldn't deal with it. But I didn't write Dan Slott any messages. I just didn't. There's no need. You wrote him on a piece of paper. Yeah, you wrote him on a piece of paper just to get out of your system and you crumbled it up and threw it away. <laughs> That's worse. If you listen to Grant Morrison, they said that's worse because that's magic. There is another oh, step to that. That <laughs> All right. Well, but, is, uh... <laughs> you know, I don't want to get started on that road. I just it's seems like a bad road. Uh, but you guys are passing on this, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Williams. Week, but I'm passing. Uh, Jackson Williams in the, in the YouTube chat says MJ got that dog in her. <laughs> she got that Paul in her, apparently. <laughs> 100%. 100% of what do you expect her to do? This is what I don't yeah. understand about these about these people. You you're mad that she had kids maybe cuz we don't even know with another guy when she was in, in in only with him for an untold amount of years, at least enough years for there to be children of that age. What do you think is going to happen? Adam and Eve, not MJ and Paul, apparently. Like they just can't let two people do their thing. As if, as if Marvel Comics is ever going to allow Peter and MJ to be happy. No. Please. You and guys honestly, didn't start reading comics last week? Happy couples? No, thank you. Don't want it. Get, get with the program. I told someone this the other day. If the, if the love interest is not baked into the character's identity from almost day one, the relationship is never going to last. That's comics. Superman and Lois Lane. I don't know what happens in Superman number one, but I'm pretty sure it didn't take long for Lois to come into the picture. And that's what that's what it's going to be. Pretty sure she's in it. I'm pretty sure she's in it. That makes sense to me. That's why Batman doesn't have a primary love interest, and neither does Peter. They, well, they, uh, all in all, this is still a pull for me, though. I, I was cool. still pulling. Uh, mm-hmm. Also because I've pulled every Spider-Man issue since I've collected comics. I've read everyone. Are you are you, are you enjoying it, Tyler? I like Zeb Wells a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I I am. I'm not. It's not lighting my pants on fire, but I'm enjoying it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then what we would what we would love for you to do is to hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube, wherever else you can leave a rating or a review. That stuff helps us out a lot. The best way to help us out is to head on over to Patreon.com. Slash the comics pals. There is a link to that in the description, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, There's a lot of great content on there that you can access. We've got an exclusive show over there called palling around where we are just having conversations about whatever we feel like talking about, uh, which is on display with this week's episode. Mm -hmm. So uh, go check that out. You can read our newsletter. You can vote in the book club poll, uh, which Lazarus, Greg Rucka's Lazarus, Greg Rucka and Michael Lark, uh, that won the book club poll, so we will be pushing that out uh, very, very soon. Uh, that's going to be coming out May second. Yeah, that, so, that'll that'll come out before the next issue of Lazarus. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I think we could do another Lazarus book club, <laughs> and that would also come out before yeah, probably, the next issue yeah. of Lazarus. That's just how that goes. So lots of stuff to enjoy over on our Patreon page. Additionally, if you want to watch this show live, that's every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. The main show is Saturdays at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern. Come hang out with us this Saturday. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, It's always a good time. Also a good time is our Discord server. We love when you guys join us and you tell us your stories and you hang out and you take part in the discourse. Join in the discourse on our Discord server. There's a link in the description of anything we do, so we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. Everything else is at the Comics Pals. 
rolling right along, let's talk about the finale-ish of Sins of Sinister with uh, Nightcrawlers number three. This is by Cy Spurrier, my best friend, uh, with uh, with art by Lorenzo Tometa and Philip Sevi. That's great. Philip Sevi's on this. That's fantastic. I didn't even clock that. Uh, Rain Barreto on the colors. Clayton Cowles on the letters. You know what? I, cl- I clocked it, but where was he at? This felt like a hundred percent size barrier to me. No, no, no. Phil, uh, Philip was on the art. I think. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Lorenzo Tometa and Philip CV on art. Yep. And I thought the back half was uh, was CV's work. Maybe I don't know who Philip CV is. <laughs> oh, he write he writes as well. You're not wrong. Does he? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, I. I'm so ready for this to be done. I cannot even tell you. Um, This issue wasn't bad. It had its moments. But on the whole, I just can't bring myself to really, truly care about this. And um, there were a couple of cool things that happened. I liked the the Nightcrawler woman with the baby. Wagnerine. Wagnerine, thank you. That was awesome. Um, I like the twist at the end, although I have a lot of questions. But by and large, this is just whatever. Yeah. Whatever comics. I, okay. How do I say this? This was my pick of the week. Very good. Um, I just thought it was neat. You know that 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 uh that meme of Marge Simpson holding a potato, uh, and just says, "I think this is I just think this is neat." You know, um, that's how I feel about this. Uh, it, it is playing in this weird ass sandbox that they've created for themselves. Um, I like this Mother Superior character. Actually, I've kind of oh. grown to like her. Um, Mother. I, I know Righteous? this is the, this Mother is Mother Righteous. Righteous. I keep it, uh, is okay. Mother Superior a Coheed and Cambria thing. Yes, that, a, yeah, yeah. I keep doing this. Song. Keep doing yeah. this. Um, but Mother Righteous, I like this character. Um, I thought that whole like taking all of these different magical artifacts across the Marvel universe and like uh, forming it into this like like universe spanning message or bomb, depending on you know who it is. Like it's, I, I thought this was kind of neat. Um. And I thought the art was pretty good this issue too. Uh, compared to the last the, the the last two number threes we read, this was yeah. the best art of the three. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't understand what was going on at all. Here's the thing, me neither. You know, <laughs> Come on. I, I got I got some of the beats. I got the beats. You know, like oh the Wagnerine Wagnerine. I barely know her. Um, but like how she <laughs> wants revenge on you know Mother Righteous, and Mother Righteous right. kind of is using this as as a kind of um almost like a test universe to give herself info on what can and can be used in our main universe. It's like, all right, there's the thing we're going to use to get Rasputin. Um, yeah. And, you know, how Moira is still involved here. I, I got the major beats, but then, like, there was, like, that whole page, or maybe it was two, of just these weird mumbo-jumbo events that happened. You know, like this Loki yeah. force and these, the Madrox, you know, and I was like, all right, that's them having fun. This this is it's not incoherent, but it's not concerned with coherency. Yes, that like, is good. Yeah. It just it's size just doing what he's gonna do. And if you get it, that's cool. And if you don't, who cares? They got your money anyway. That's what it feels like. And that's not that awesome to me. Um you know, there were. It, it's not that there are bad ideas. I got a laugh out of the Juggernaut bit. I thought that, that was, was cool. fun. That was a yeah, good bit. Cool. I enjoyed that. It's they did it already. They did it at the beginning of the of the run. But check off okay, Juggernaut. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So sure, that's that's fine. But like Mother Righteous, just babbling on and on and on and on. Like, come on, please. This is the problem with Sinister. 
And that's why all these characters are so hateable because they're all sinister at the end of the day. So you have to deal with this everywhere you turn. It's just you can't get away from this shit. If you remove Mother Righteous from this comic book, I actually enjoy this comic book because everything else that happened was pretty awesome or interesting. But it's the droning. And there would be room to understand what's going on. Right. Like the three artifacts or whatever. I an egg? There was a ba- there was a baby in the egg. Yeah. What? Right. That was the baby from the first issue. Yeah. I don't know. That's Wagnerine's that, baby. That's what the yeah, Wagnerine's kid that got that got taken. I don't know. Like that that story, the 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 Wagnerine mother righteous bit and i i love how they came back to that that was a genuine surprise i was not thinking about yeah wagnerine even though she was referenced i just wasn't thinking about her for whatever reason that was cool i was into that but why do i have to sit through this insane monologue to get to something that i like it is every weird, time though. it is weird though like out of all the, the three the three miniseries this is the only one to have a full beginning middle end arc with this wagnerine thing right uh, intro conflict resolution it ha- it and, certainly and has bare bones things. yeah i'm just wondering if the other ones don't i think they do it's just a matter of like did you like it or not fair fair uh look it's it's there's a polar pass system which generally denotes our enjoyment of the comic book i think more than anything I would say a very soft pull. I love a soft pull. I don't. It's date night over here. It's <laughs> <laughs> married life. Um, I, I, even though I say I like this, I'm going to pass I, because I, I can't. I think the pull and pass thing is a little tricky, especially when, when event books are a thing. Um, but I can't get comics pals HQ. Yeah, I just can't uh, recommend this event. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought this issue was fine. Okay, but would you tell somebody? Would you tell somebody who's on the fence about this <sighs> issue to buy it? That's the question of pass or pull. If they're on the fence, then it means they might have some feigning interest. So yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well. The listeners had more than a feigning interest in Kale. Did you go? I'm sorry. I think. Oh no! Hard answer. fucking pass. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You throw it from the hundred yard line down to the fucking basketball hoop or whatever the fuck. That'll do. do it. I don't. I understand baseball. Well, the the listeners had more than a passing interest in Avengers Assemble Omega because this is the book that won the listener book club or uh, the. Pals Pulls Poll, excuse me, Pals which is on Twitter. Poll. Yeah, stuff. Blah, 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 blah. It's on Twitter. Every Friday, you get to vote between four different books. Uh, and whichever wins the vote is the book that we will review on this very show. Avengers Assemble Omega was the winner. This is the end of the Jason Aaron um, uh, reign of terror, if you will, on Avengers. Uh, and he is joined by Aaron Cooter, Dexter Vines, uh, Ivan Fiorelli, Javier Garon, Jim Toe, and Alex Sinclair with letters by Corey Pettit. Um, that's a that's a pretty good list of creators, I would say, um, to handle what is got to be what a at least a double sized issue, maybe even a triple. Felt like a triple when reading. Um, I don't know. I, I can't tell you size, but I can look it up. Yeah. Um. And look, go ahead, Gil. It was sixty pages. All right, so almost, almost triple. I I have not read an issue of Avengers since probably issue five or eight, somewhere in there. Okay. I decided very early that this is not for me. And that this would be the first time since I started reading comics over nearly two decades ago that I would not be reading Avengers. That is what Jason Aaron's Avengers did for me. So I didn't have the best feelings coming into this issue. That being said, this issue reinforced exactly why I skipped out. 
And I am so glad that I did. So, so glad. Nothing against Jason Aaron. This is not what I want to read. This is a hard one to just jump into. Uh, This is a culmination of a lot of plot threads. So, like, if you're just jumping into this, this is like, uh, it would make no sense to you. I get what you're saying completely. I really do. But on premise... The wacky, different multiverse oh, versions yeah. of characters. I was going to get to that too. Not, yeah. That's not my bag. And then also, I understand that there are moments that are supposed to feel big and meaningful and powerful. And maybe they did for you because you've been reading this. Not really. But, okay, well, there you go. Because for me, they felt empty. And if this is your finale after all these years and your biggest moments don't feel like anything, that's a problem. My thing is, it. I think on on the whole, I'm very conflicted about Jason Aaron's Avengers run. I think um, there have been really good arcs. Uh, I think the Heroes Are Born stuff is very good. It, the stuff with um, the Squadron Sinister. Um, I thought that was fun. Um, but like, if you just want to write a Justice League Crisis event, just go to DC and do it. Like, I don't know what he's doing here. Like, this felt very much like a Crisis book. Um, even though the, it, it's, it's big, you know, multiverse, ex, you know, spanning event, the, the, like the denouement of it introduces like the, our own version of, uh, the, uh, the Captain Carrots uni- multiversal team for Marvel. Um, it, yeah, it was just like, it, it got way too big. Um, to the point where I just don't think it, I think it just buckled under the weight of its own size, really. Um, which is a shame because I think Javier Garon is great. I'm, I, I, Aaron Cooter, I love Cooter. Um, but yeah, it's just, eh. It's even like, even ties up some like of uh, Aaron's Thor plot lines too. Like some of the very tiny ones, you know, with his, his, his granddaughters and um, stuff like that. But yeah, it was just a little, it was just too much, too much for me. It, it felt like he was wrapping up his career at Marvel. It did. Which yeah. is appropriate because I don't suspect we'll see him at Marvel for some time. Um, and I can appreciate that. And there were moments that I sort of enjoyed. I like the idea of Mephisto doing all this because he kind of just wants out of existence. Yeah, I thought that was a good and twist, yeah. this is the only way that he can make that happen. I thought that was really uh, smart and interesting. Um you know, and, and there were fun moments too, and things like that. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. It's just that there's so much. There's just so, so much. Like the end with Mephisto, and ha- and his ultimate like imprisonment. You know, and how that resolves. Genuinely laughed out loud. I thought that was really fun. With uh, Jason Aaron's best friend. Yeah. 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 That was really fun, but it was like too many endings. To the point where I was like, yo, how long is this going to go on? I want out of this. Ready. Uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. The multiple Phoenixes were kind of annoying to me. I never cared cared much for his inclusion of the Phoenix in here. Like, I understood it from, like, the Avengers BC. Like, that, fine. I can can get that. You introduce four more, I'm out, you know? I I don't want to... I'm not going to go on a rant on that because I know that that's a deep personal preference thing for me, but... Once I started to see multiple phoenixes and all that, I was like, yeah, this is absolutely not the comic for me. I'm not saying a person can't enjoy it. I'm saying that I cannot. Um, But with Ghost Rider, like, he's he sacrificed himself, right? And it's this big sacrifice play. And then that gets undercut literally immediately in the very book. I, you couldn't even live with that for two seconds. That, that I didn't love that. You want to know when I felt something? I felt I felt something. Did you get a paper after, cut on it? Sorry? Did you get a paper cut on the book? That, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. What I'm about to say is is actually not a joke. I, I don't I don't want to make light of this at all. Sure. Um it was the the Avengers Assemble um page that Aaron wrote um that talked about you know, the end of this run and everything like that. And he mentioned Justin Ponser. And oh, yeah. I thought about how talented Justin was and how brilliant he was and how early we lost him. 
And I felt something for that. And I was like, damn, I I, I miss seeing Justin Ponzer's art. Um, I but wish... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But that's on the book. Like, I'm sorry, right. but yeah. Right. Yeah. I wish I could have felt something big, emotional about the actual story. And like one of the things that was kind of like, it, it was cool and a bummer at the same time is that um double page where they showed the, the whole Avengers team uh, because it's like, oh, that's my kind of Avengers team there. Um, but like, I kind of wish we would have gotten it. We just got little snippets here. Yeah. I, I ho- I'm really hopeful that the next Avengers run will be, but you know, Jed McKay's run will be um, a little bit more down to earth. You know, Tyler, both of us and Kale, even we come from the era of really low to the ground Avengers, new Avengers. New Avengers. And I'm not saying that, that I'm sure that's not going to be happening again, but just something a little bit smaller in scope and scale than this, because it's just too much. I, I like how your Avengers, I think your, your, your two cornerstones, uh, that's not a phrase. Um, your your yeah, two cornerstone. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Um, are are Bendis's ground uh, ground level Avengers, and then Hickman's not so ground level Avengers. So, um, yep, this was strangely. Absolutely. I would say this is even bigger than Hickman's thinking in terms of like the sci finess of it. Um, but yeah. it dwarfs itself because it doesn't pull it off. Agreed. Agreed. Too much. Yeah, I don't want to comment on that because I haven't read this whole run, and I feel like that would be unfair. But you know, there's just something about that sci-fi shit that Hickman does hits me right where I'm at. And then I saw the Ultimate Invasion plug, uh, which I, I think was in this comic book. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought it was towards the end. But um, uh, that I was like, I can't wait for that. I'm looking forward to to that more than anything. I thought the 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 stinger at the end would have been like Robbie is in the ultimate universe or something, you know, but that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. The ultimate Avengers plug or ultimate invasion wasn't in this one. I don't know which book it was in, but anyway, uh, pass. 100% pass. The art's good. I think everybody brings their best, um, but it it's not. The script is just not for me. I, I have to pass. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked this up uh, except for the show. So, um, and I still had absolutely nothing to say about it. So, uh, yeah, a hard pass again. Like, the listeners failed us. The listeners failed us. Well, it's either this or wow. a uh, probably good Superman issue. So, oops. Can we can we address Top Lane's comment real just for a few minutes? Still pretty early. Um, we never got. Proper new Avengers, Civil War, and Secret Invasion disrupted the run too much. See, I I, I disagree because I know exactly what you mean, but I disagree because it felt like an unfolding story with twists and turns. So new Avengers starts and you have the team. Civil War shakes things up, but it feels like a natural extension of what's been going on. So it feels like from Secret War... To Civil War, Bendis has been telling one story. And the place where you can read that story most is New Avengers. So for me, it always connected. And that's why I enjoyed it so much. Because it felt organic. Yeah, for me, it just felt like a story. I was literally typing that exact thing. Oh, wow. Okay. In the chat. Yeah. No, I wholly agree. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't necessarily see Civil War as an interruption as much as a, a branching off. Right. It was the next chapter. Yeah. Uh, speaking of chapters, this is the first chapter of Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, number one. Now, this is by, and I should just, I should do the book of credit and show the cover. Um, mostly because (laughs) mostly because I think the cover is what I have the best things to say about (laughs) Um, 
this is the kind of book, and I do want to credit the creators, actually. It's uh, Howard Porter uh, on the... No, it's words. Kenny Porter. Kenny Porter, I'm sorry. Yeah. Howard Porter. Um, Kenny Porter on the words with Janoy Lindsay on the art, colors, and then Lucas Gatoni on letters. Um, this is the kind of book where it's like, all right, but why? What do you mean like, why? So, if you're if you're DC Comics, right, and you are the editor in charge of the Superman line, and you're going, okay, we need X amount of books for the Superman line. How does this book justify itself? Oh, from a sales standpoint. To be something that should be on the shelves alongside everything else. I think it's pure happenstance because this is the one that won that round robin tournament. 100%. I don't think it was ever planned to be part of this this Superman thing. I just think it just happened to release at the same time. And like maybe they just couldn't delay it because they wanted to make sure the round robin thing seemed legit. I just think it's just a scheduling just that's unfortunate sort of thing. I'm not even talking about I, I get what you're saying. I'm not talking about the timing. I'm talking about literally the printing and, and distribution of the book. Like why? You know what I'm saying? This book doesn't really feel like it's adding much. Um it's you know, it's talking a lot about how Superboy is kind of, you know, aimless and his role is filled and there's no need for him to be. And even that goes, you know, to the point you were just making, Tyler, about how the you know, it's a coincidental timing. They're addressing the stuff from action comics. You know, this world of of of, of Superman that is this just there's no room. And I feel like that point that there's no room is reason enough for this book to not exist than anything else. Because there is no room. So what makes this special? He feels like the odd person out. Especially with the fact that he's probably going to join the team at the end of this book. Like, that's how this stuff always goes. This, I mean, oh, yeah, because yeah, in, in current continuity, commando teams or whatever the fuck. When, oh, I don't think that's really. Happening. Oh, I, I would bet you money this happens. Because the editor's note says this happens before Action Comics number 1051. Right. And we know that in Action Comics. Absolutely nothing to me. Well, we know in Action Comics that around that time, he's just back on Earth with the whole family. He's just like an older brother at this point. Right. The um, the, the, the family friction is solved and he's found his place and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I find him even more out of place there. But that's. But I, yeah. I think Kale's still 100% right in the sense that, you know, eventually he'll be back on Earth, but we're going to see him traverse with these people. That's oh, sure. It's a found family thing. Yeah. And then maybe he when, realizes this family isn't the right family. Yeah, I get it. Not even that. He's just going to he's just gone to meet new friends. He's and in, have, like, he, yeah, he's just gone to superhero club or whatever. When really, he could have just gone to hang out with Young Justice. And this could have been that book. Agreed. Like the the drive of this book is like. It harps on and on about how he's not, you know, he doesn't have anywhere to go and he's not enough. And, but like, it doesn't really do anything to, to make that believable, I guess. Because why wouldn't he just go hang out with his friends? I would even, uh, in my head, I, I, I I put Superboy in the Titans before I put him in with the Superman family. Yeah. Like that, like it just doesn't, I don't see why he doesn't even, they're not even in this as a supporting team. Like it's no. like they don't exist. And he, um, well, he is, actively avoids going to them. Yeah. When I know the whole, the whole premise this gave was like, oh, that whole thing where he was, you know, not in the rewriting of this universe during rebirth and he comes back. Um, but like, that was resolved in the sense that, like, yeah. Bart knows who he is. Uh, Tim knows who he is. Like, people know him. So they, I just don't understand it continuity-wise. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's not just Pa and Ma Kent. Like, there, there are more now. 
it's not even to say that the script is necessarily bad. Like I, I was pretty fine with the it script. A, I thought it was solid. Yeah, me too. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I can't think of anything I've read from uh, from Kenny Porter before, but uh, I I was you know perfectly fine with the script. It's more just the idea, you know, kind of what they've been laying out, where it's like it feels like he could have solved his problem another way, and also from a logistics standpoint, this just feels like an extra comic in a line that already has quite a bit going on. So it's hard to justify this one um, from that perspective alone, but let's talk about the story a little bit um, and not just the plot itself and, and, and dig in on the script a little bit. I'm perfectly fine with seeing Superboy get an adventure. Sure. And I like what Kenny Porter is bringing to it. He's 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 spending time with Superboy, analyzing how he's feeling about his lot in life at the moment, which is great. I just wish that the framing was a little bit different. It, it, the the framing almost felt a lot like Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I don't know if you guys read that. Um, I read enough to know that you're right. Literally, yeah, it's yeah. a super a Superman character who just feels a little out of place with the super family and decides to spend some time alone on another planet and things go wrong yeah. where they can't return home. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, and I mean, no offense to Kenny Porter, but Tom King did it and did it very freaking well. Um, yeah. This one feels less stylized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I ask one question? Yeah. Ask whatever you want. Ask two. I'll give you two. I don't like his hair. I don't think it's drawn very well. It's drawn like Captain in, Marvel. In this, yeah, in this book. Like, I like the cover. I like the cover as well, yeah. But through the uh, through the book, it's very, very hit or miss. I got to agree. It's, um, a, it's a little a little femme for, for Superboy. Who I think is almost aggressively masculine. Um, as a character. I, I I wanted to touch on that, but I didn't know how, and I don't have the experience with a character to really speak from a place of experience. But I was wondering about that as well. And I was wondering, like, from a personality standpoint, what are we supposed to get out of this? Because is he supposed to be cool? I thought and, he was supposed to be cool. Yeah. And it's not like that's been lost either. Because... You know, when he comes back in Young Justice or whatever, he still is, you know, so it it feels like a different translation that doesn't quite hit. Yeah. I always felt modern Superboy was, you know, I think of, you know, black T-shirt jeans, you know. Um, So and I think of him more barrel chest. He's very... uh. I don't know a better word. He's kind of a twink in this book, I gotta say. <laughs> oh my well, God. I mean, that's, you know, that's all been retconned to a certain degree, right? Like, this is 90s clone Superboy. Fair, fair, yeah. You know, who came from, uh, you know, the death of Superman or whatever. Um, and, like, this is that guy. But he has all the character development that our Superboy had. Listen, that I <laughs> see. I, this, is, this is a continuity mess. I think this character is a continuity mess. Um, yeah. I think this book kind of is as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like his jacket, though. It's a good jacket. What'd you, what'd you think about the art? I thought the art... Um, I like that they went to Namek. That was cool. Um, they quite literally drew Namek on it. Um, the lizard people are in the same clothes as the Namekians in Dragon Ball Z in that first Frieza saga. Their world has the same houses as Dragon Ball Z Namekian houses, and the 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 trees and everything is exactly the same. Um, there's keep 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 going, Sean. You'll see it. You'll see it. It is quite literally Dragon Ball Z. Um, which I thought was fine. I think there's a lot of uh, anime influence in this book. Yo, their shoes are the shoes yeah. of the Frieza soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Ginyu Force. Um, yeah. 
Which once I saw that, I was like, I, I enjoyed the art. I thought the art was good. I liked the influence of it. It was very, it, it is of, uh, is, is, it is drawn by a person of a time who is very influenced by 90s Dragon Ball Z anime. And I was like, all right, cool. That, that works for Superman. Uh, especially since he kind of is a very Goku character or the inverse rather. Um, so that oh, was neat. Tyler, so, uh, did you, did you spot this yourself? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I, the, the Dragon Ball Z is very implanted in my brain, especially the Frieza stuff. I've the Frieza, Frieza to sell. Like I've watched that so many times as a kid that like, I don't need to ever watch it again. And it is ingrained in me. The colors that they chose in this are very specific to that. Um, I like the homage to Morrison's Green Lantern by introducing that race of volcano head people again. So that was neat. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I liked aspects of this book, but uh, I just the continuity nerd in me was very confused. Well, and. I mean, yeah, to to keep on that continuity for just a second, like. When was the last time the Dominators were in a comic book? Oh, I love Dominators. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen. Yeah. yeah. And even the alien race in DC Comics. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, Tyler. Um, Can't help it. I wanted to like this way more than I did. And hmm. by the end, by the time I was done with it, I felt more like why why is this a thing um and so because of that feeling i do have to pass i don't think there's space for this among the superman books i think you would have to bring a different angle you would have to bring something unique or special and i don't think it's enough to just send them away because um uh john is sent away like it's literally doing the same thing so yeah uh, did you yeah, guys read same. the backup at all? The nah, Cyspirier no, Green Lantern? There was no backup for me. What backup? Uh, the digital one, there should be a backup, I believe. I think, the, I yeah. think this is a digital thing as well, where oh, wow. this was released digitally, I think, like a week ago. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, or something like that. I don't know what's going on, really. But there's a Cyspirier Green Lantern. I think they're showing other of the round robin things as well. Um, okay but i think next week is uh not next week whatever it is but they're, they're showing some stuff there i honestly i just this is gonna sound so fucked up um these round robin books i don't expect much from them <laughs> yeah um it always felt like a digital first book that you get to pick who who wins i also never like the premise you know like oh guess which yeah. creator gets money <laughs> you know but yeah, very Hunger Gamesy. It's a it's a bad gimmick that will probably not result in anything that's too amazing because it's just not the way that I mean it's just not the way that comics should be made. I, I mean by by vote, what that's not good. And DC loves to go to their votes. I mean, how did Jason Todd die, right? Um, but uh, I don't feel like it's a good strategy. I and will say I don't. I was going to say, bring back voting on killing characters. I think that's cool. What? Okay, I'm not going to touch that. I, just, I, I, I feel like I, I missed the boat on the, on the Jason, uh, Jason Todd thing, and I kind of want to relive that. Personally. What were you going to say there, Kale? Uh, oh, I don't think what from the Round Robins has come out that's been any good. The only other thing to come out was the Blue Beetle one, I think. Blue Beetle uh, first year or, or graduation day. Seems that's like what it was. That's just yeah. wrapping up. So that's jury still out. Well, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know how that's been. I haven't read it or touched it, but um, I just, I, I anticipate a, a lack of quality whenever there's a gimmick of this nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's, yeah. Yeah. Every, every time I saw that little logo on it, as you know, as I picked it up to read it, I was like, "Ugh, I'm not enjoying this." Ooh. I will say, Atomic uh, oh, yeah. killed Jason Todd. <laughs> Good. Are you Good. kidding? No, are you kidding me? Now that that tracks for Atomic Count, I think. Yeah. 
No, I'm not saying I disbelieve. Like, I know the timing is there, but like, that's so amazing. So, so you were you were a fan at that time, and you wrote in, and you oh. voted. And did Dane in the chat saved him. Wow! Oh my didn't save god! Him, as it were. Wow. wow! So, so we How have interesting. We have we have two listeners right now who were alive and voting at that time. One voted to get rid of Jason. It was a call-in vote. He had to call in yeah. on the phone. Call, oh, call in. Wow. Oh, did you? Yeah, did you not know that? I, I thought it was I, a write-in. I oh. assumed it was a write-in, too. Yeah, I never really looked into really? the logistics oh, of it. Man. Yeah. How How would you guys vote? Kill Keep them. Oh, my God. Wow. You would. You would, you would, you would, you would call a number. Yeah. And say, yeah, I want to off this. I want to. Well, that's just in today's climate. No, <laughs> but well, that's what Kale asked you to plan. To plan says uh, a dude with an automatic collar tricked the system. Hell yeah! I don't think they Love wanted it. him to die. Love it! Wow, you guys are savages. I can't believe these comments. You guys would have offed Jason Todd. Hell yeah! Hmm. That's nuts. I don't like Jason Todd. I, but that's based on how he is now, which is due to him being killed. Yeah. A lot of his that's his whole character. Uh, now. Although, like at the beginning of that storyline, you know, if you get it collected, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> Did he like Batman? I, uh, like, catch him stealing the Batmobile tires, and that's how he found him. Yeah, that's yeah. his origin. Yeah, I think I might have killed him. No, I, who am I kidding? I wouldn't have done it. No, I would. You I can't kill a Robin. I don't think you can kill a Robin. I you don't have it. it. I would have. I'd write. You know what? I'd write in. I'd write in to kill Sinister. That's what I would write in for. Or call. I'd call a number to clones? get rid of Sinister. Too many clones. One hundred percent. No, and all of them got to go. Mother Righteous. The Mother old Superior one, as well. Yeah. She got to go too. Everybody's gone. That's what. I, that's what I want. Um, but I'm gonna vote with my microphone and my wallet by saying pass on Superboy Man of Tomorrow. Um, there's just not enough here to justify it, unfortunately. Not to the fault of the creators. I don't think that they and I think they do a fine job. It's just why? That's kind of where I'm I'm at with it. So Yeah. I I'm a pass and I'm a pass on the whole red robin uh round robin situation I, I might give it one more issue uh, i don't know didn't hate it i just i was just confused by it if that makes sense um yeah had this book came out a year ago i think i would have liked it more strangely you know what i mean yeah i i, I think i get what you're saying yeah yeah sure um well those are our reviews, but the show's not over because we want to let you guys know about the books that we're looking forward to next week in the segment that we call Pals Pools. Tyler, take it away. I believe first up is Sean, and hopefully you get to read World Tree next week. So, Unless yourself, then you've already read it. Uh, yeah, they reviewed it on Comic Pop this week. Self in our group has it, so I feel like the odd man out at this point, but uh, yeah, I'm really hoping to be able to read it. Uh, you know, it's James Tidian, you know, who of course is in the news a lot these days, and it is interesting that we are still getting more Tinian for these other publishers, although World Tree's been long in the works. Um, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for more horror. I am very, very, very much in a horror space right now because of Resident Evil 4, so this book is coming out at the perfect time for me. And I'm excited to read it. So I should have asked you when we, since you're, well, you're a big Resident Evil guy, I should have asked you, what are you buying before? <laughs> I, I these I'm buying before. comics, brother. Yeah. Um. I, although I heard Tinian isn't a draw, so I don't know what that's about. No, no, um, interesting. <laughs> you also want, even after what we talked about today, you want to pick up Sins of Sinister Dominion, number one. And I specifically picked this cover out for you because I, I, I imagine this is what it looked like when you were reading, reading uh, uh, Purgatory on the subway. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I can't actually see the cover yet. Okay, there it is. Um, <laughs> yo, that is a legitimately disturbing cover. It is right. Wow. Yeah, you gotta find oh, that a, one. 
it's it's variations of sinister clones of sinister on the subway all staring at someone who's we're seeing it from their point of view uh we're seeing it from this individual individual's pov and all these sinisters are staring at them that is truly creepy i will try to find it um look sins of sinister has not been great but it hasn't been bad and so I am interested in the conclusion. I do want to see how what what are we going to hold over from this event? What will what will matter? What will be relevant? Can Kieran Gillen stick the landing? Uh, Lucas Wernick is coming on for this mm, one. Okay. That's awesome. I'm into that. Paco Medina is going to be there as well. So we've got a strong creative team. I'm just hoping that you know we come away with something a little bit interesting. I'm gonna wipe this from my mind anyway. I've already said that. So let's just see how this ends up. Uh, and then, uh, Kale, I think you and I both uh, know this is this was just me. Uh, Unstoppable Doom Patrol number two. Um, we're getting another 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 character on the team. Uh, I am excited for this. Well, then I pick then. Oh, the next one we both picked. The next one I know we both picked. Uh, but yeah, I really like Doom, uh, Doom Patrol number one, uh, issue two of six. So we only know we we know this is only a six issue thing, which typical modern day Doom Patrol. Um, but I'm excited to see what this is. Uh, what the and, hell? That's not what you picked. Did, you fucking did, liar. Did you pick this? Yeah. <laughs> and I just gaslit myself, fellas. Damn. That is so funny. Tyler just straight up, like... I just stole it. Made up the whole a whole story about his... Because I do want to read this. Even pull. Yeah. That's so funny. Wow. All right, Kale, did I say everything you wanted to say? To be honest, I didn't even remember. I had to go back and look to see what. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know this was your pick either. <laughs> oh, well, Doom Patrol. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am excited about it, though. So <laughs> clearly there's a big worm on it. It's cool. Uh, this is the book that I know we both picked because I am honestly very excited for this. Um, Joshua Williamson and Sean Isaacs on Green Arrow number one. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since there was a Green yeah, Arrow book. Um, and honestly, I don't think I have my green arrow knowledge is very small. Um, I've only really read Lemire's run on green arrow, which was really just a, a, a response to Hawkeye in a way. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm excited to get into more like green arrow proper. Um, I do love Oliver queen. I like the arrows show and I really like Sean Isaacs. So have you ever, I, I, maybe, I guess you haven't, because you literally just said. The Green Arrow, um, Black Have Canary. you ever read any of the, um, the Kevin Smith stuff? Uh, oh, boy. You just opened up something you didn't stuff. realize you'd opened. Um, I despise Kevin Smith. You know what? I'm not crazy about him. But he does actually write a hell of a Green Arrow. It, it is. His creative works, not a big fan of. Uh, mm. But it's the fact that he dresses the same way he dresses after losing all that weight that really pisses me off. Look, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, <laughs> too much. Arrow, green arrow quiver with uh, Phil Hester. Um, Ooh, okay, you got Phil Hester. It's like a, it's, it's a, it's his return to uh, life after, you know, his big sacrifice in the 80s or whatever. Uh, is that during Onomatopoeia or is that after? Uh, yeah, that's during. I think it's in that book, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, Atomic Hound mentions the Ben Percy run uh, on Rebirth. That is very good. Is um, it? I yeah. Read that. Uh, I did read that. I just forget, totally forgot about it. Maybe, maybe I'll read the Kevin Smith. You'll never catch me reading the Kevin Smith uh, Daredevil, right? He did Daredevil as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, uh and speaking of Daredevil, Echo, is that where Echo first showed up? Uh, I believe Echo's a Bendis creation. Could be wrong. Sounds right to me. But I, Which um, one? But oh, my that, that... other poll that I actually pulled. I'm oh, sorry. I thought we were having a conversation here. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some information. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought I, I thought you you got the information. Uh, I believe that Tyler is correct. I believe okay. that Bendis created Echo. But go ahead, Tyler. I know you're trying to move the show along. Uh, Daredevil number 10 comes out next week and it's got a Kevin Eastman cover. Ooh. That's awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. No, that's all I got. It's cool. It's neat. I don't know where I'm going to find this freaking cover. Um, I don't know the the how many other covers you have to get to get this one. So I don't know what they're going to the up price is going to be on. This is this is what we have. This is what I freaking hate about variant covers. I'm like mm-hmm. there's finally a cool one that I like. And the chances of me ever getting it are slim to none. It's, it's, it just says it's just a variant edition. So I might be able to get this. It doesn't say it's like a one out of 25. This oh, is this one is NFT only. What? Yeah. Oh, no. To oh! Play, top lane is just he's just messing with me. He's you need 500 V bucks. Trust me. I got 2250 left of V bucks. I'm, I'm ready on the V bucks scale. Um, OK, Dan Trudeau says uh, Echo was created by David Mack and uh, Joe Casada. Oh, Joe Q. Yeah. So okay, getting, getting, some, getting some hate on the from some uh, independent artists uh, on Twitter lately, but for what? We talked about it on the show. We recorded on Tuesday. Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> um, I I don't. But um, I also wanted to point out that was it, right, Tyler, for the pulse. Yeah, Marco's not here, so he gets nothing. That's right. That you know. Amen. Um, I also wanted to point out Atomic Hound said, uh, I read the seasons have teeth based on last week's palace pulse. It was excellent. We love to hear when you guys mm. pick up books that we talk about on the show. That's so cool. So whenever that happens, please do let us know. We love it. That's really fun. Um, and, and, and we're glad if, you know, if you enjoyed a book that, that we talked about, we should get like a Amazon link or something. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the comics pals is the best way to do that. We have a lot of things over there that we are offering to you guys. We've got an exclusive show called uh, Palling Around, which Tyler just referenced, where I don't remember what we spoke about, but I know that we had a great time. So part of the fun um, of the show. We just talk. Exactly. Yeah. John, did you watch the the film we talked about? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't gotten the chance. Oh boy. I it might be a good one to watch tonight. Just saying. Oh. I hope you do. <laughs> I would love to know about that experience. I have other plans, but thank you. So Got, it. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um Lots of lots of great stuff happening over over on our Patreon page. So just give it a look, see if you're interested in that. Hopefully, you're interested in joining us live this Saturday at ten fifteen a.m. Eastern for the main show. If you want to watch this show live, though, you can do that as well. Thursdays at six p.m. Eastern. Um, what are we going to talk about this week? That's a what good do, question. What do you want to talk see. about? Bringing Cody Rhodes over here. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about all those variant covers or very uh, costumes for the Hellfire Gala. We've got some Hellfire looks oh, to. Uh, yeah, I could do muter boots. I have I, I have some hot takes. Maybe I think I do too. Actually, I think I think I think we're of the same mind on this one, Kale. Oh, good. I'm making extra, I, I'm making special graphics for this. Catherine's gonna like what we're doing on on uh on Saturday. What I, are, what do you mean? What are what are we doing? Look up Tudor boot. And uh, that's what we can do when, when describing these uh, these uh, new Hellfire Gala variant outfits. That'd I looked at uh, yeah, wh- why fun. I'm not going to get into it. Listen, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 do something about that on Saturday. However, it shakes out. Uh, go ahead, Kale. Uh, this is maybe the first time I've seen a Chris Anka fashion. Uh cover where i've actively gone i don't want this boy i'm about to flex some skills you don't even know i have later oh boy all right the i don't know how to mean? take that i really, I really like, like uh, fashion design it's a little a little hidden hidden thing about me i do like fashion design uh hey listen i do too but like no shit. You watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I, I grew up on like fashion. America's Next Top Model and Project Runway too. So I don't. I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, I'm kind of into fashion. Oh uh, yeah, you reference it every <laughs> just not five for minutes. myself. Who says that? Just Who not says for that? myself. And, and 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 you make it clear nonstop how much you love RuPaul's Drag Race. And I fashion wouldn't be an all that ally stuff. if I didn't. 
A what? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there's, is... there's uh, Dan and Catherine coming in. This I want to say dinner next coming to in Tim for Gunn. what? Dan Trudeau coming in for what they already know because he never shuts up about it. <laughs> Jeez, I'm gonna end the stream early because I'm getting bullied, guys. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Doing Listen. us all a favor. Yeah, it, it, this is devolving <laughs> into something that it's not intended to be, which always means it's time to end the show. Yeah, I'm not even Although I guess some people might say this, that's when it's time to start the show. <laughs> but in any event, thank you for joining us. We will see you guys on Saturday. Until then, take care, guys. See you next week. Oh, I have to use a hand for the button.